0: Welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm along with... Tyler from On The Spot Sports. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have uh, Parker Smith coming on from Northern Illinois University, who plays uh, soccer for them. Parker, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you
0: guys doing? Uh, not bad. Not bad. It's just interesting times right now. So uh, nothing really to do besides uh, stay at, stay inside your home. So, uh, how is quarantine life treating you?
1: It's been all right. It's been a a little bit boring, but it's given me a chance to kind of branch out into some new hobbies and really a a time to stay focused on my sports and schoolwork and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. What are some of those new hobbies that you've uh, come up with throughout this time?
1: uh i've gotten into a little bit of like calisthenics type of training trying to do some body weight stuff and then i've also really developed a uh, love for cooking and i've been doing a lot of cooking and learning how to meal prep and stuff like that which has been nice
0: yeah i've, I've seen a bunch of that on your story and, and the food looked delicious
1: thank you man i appreciate it
0: yeah no problem so um going off like the like body weight stuff like What do you see? I know you've uh, started like a personal training type thing, right? It's like, yeah, for that. And like, how'd you get that started?
1: So um, it was like the winter of my senior year. So this would be like about a year and a half ago. Now I got really big into weight training and stuff like that. I was coming back from a compound fracture of my humerus and uh, I had my whole right arm reconstructed so when I was coming back from that I got really big into the gym and like learning different types of strength training and trying to get myself back on the field and in the process of it I just acquired a lot of knowledge about weight training and bodybuilding for lack of a better word just basically shaping your body into however you want it to be not necessarily in the conventional sense of bodybuilding and then a lot about nutrition and to fuel yourself and I just thought that I had some information that I would like to share with anyone who had interest in it and another way for me to just continue to improve upon my skill set and kinda of dive deeper into this thing that I have so much interest in.
0: Yeah for sure and I I took part in your, your uh class as well and honestly you you know your stuff. You really do. And it helped me get better in the weight room, especially now since, like, we don't have, like, a lot to go off of since the gyms are closed and everything. But, like, just doing, your, doing body weight stuff, it's just, like, even though a lot of it was, like, heavyweight stuff, but, like, your knowledge of, like, just anything lifting-wise has really carried over, especially for me, just, like, training-wise and how to, like, keep bettering myself.
1: Yeah, and to that point, I'm also doing um, body weight training programs available and and eating programs and things like that. So uh, if anyone has any interest, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, I I know that people have very varying amounts of equipment at their house available. I am fortunate enough to have some dumbbells and uh, have a barbell and some resistance bands and stuff like that, that makes working out a little bit easier. But I know that there are a lot of people that have everything from a full service home gym to nothing at all. And everyone's trying to stay fit or get fit or make, achieve some type of goal and you're not going to do it without plans. So that's, that's obviously the first step is just making sure you have your sights set on a goal and you, you know, the steps you need to take to get there.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important for, like, you to have, like, a goal that you have in mind. And then you could you could easily build off of that, like, and, like, do, like, like, workouts that work for that person, especially for, like, what they have. Exactly. And so going back to, like, your injury, like, how did that, like, affect, like, your uh, soccer, uh, that year in soccer? And, like, how did you, like, get back into Back, get back into it, because it probably must have been a huge, like, like losing your confidence, because like your whole arm had to be reconstructed and everything.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a big change for me. It was towards the end of my spring season of my junior year. um, It took me, I want to say, between eight and nine months to be fully recovered. Uh, I was actually playing in a soccer tournament, and I. Compound fractured my humerus. So I had to I was in st. Louis on a team trip. So I was Ambulanced off the field to a hospital in st. Louis where I was splinted up and then Driven five hours home and I was operated on the next day uh, Around here uh, at a hospital in Hinsdale and then I had about Four and a half almost five months where I really couldn't even get my heart rate elevated much I was stuck to like just walking around. I had a nine and a half inch plate and 10 screws put into my arm. So I I had a long, long period of time where I couldn't do much of anything. And then I had three to four months after that where I was constrained to just rehab activities, starting to do some weight training, stuff like that, but couldn't really get back on the field, at least in a full game like capacity. Uh, Eventually I was able to make the jump back onto playing and it was very difficult, but I would say that I had less um, mental issues than I thought that I would. A lot of people that I had spoken to who had struggled with similar uh, degree of injury really talked about the mental impact that it had on them and the way that they struggled to Get their confidence back and trust that body part and trust that movement and that type of thing. But luckily for me, it kind of all came back pretty quickly, and uh, it put a little bit of a wrench in my recruiting process that I was going through. But I still ended up signing with NIU, and I'm there now, and I'm happy, and things are going really well there. So obviously, this season got cut short with coronavirus, but um, things are going well and. I'm
0: just happy to be back and playing and doing what I love. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm happy you're back. And um since like you couldn't do like any like physical uh, like physical activity, like get your like heart rate up. I like I personally know you, so like I know that like um uh, that's a huge thing of you, like that you want to be like physically active and all that. So that must have been really hard and like what was your what was your like your like mind like throughout all these times?
1: Yeah, um, actually, I went through a, a a spot where I was really, really down in the dumps. Sounds funny to say it, but I, I don't know if I would say I struggled with depression, but I had some time periods where I really felt like, oh, without soccer, like really, what 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 was the point without being able to train and play and do the stuff that I love? Like, it just kind of left a void in me, but I think it was an important time for me for personal growth. I really learned a lot about like my goals and my aspirations and my abilities and things like that being greater than just one facet of my life, just one sport, just one activity. So it was important for me and it was really hard in the moment Uh, in retrospection. I think it was really valuable, but as I was going through it, There was just nothing that I wanted more than for it to end. But now that it's over with, I definitely see the value of it. And um, I I don't know if I would say if I could go back, I would do it again. But I would certainly say that the lessons that I learned and the the time off that I was forced to take pushed me in a positive direction in the end of all of it. Yeah, so I was really wondering about Just this is just after your injury happened. Uh more about your mindset. What were you in that mindset where you after the injury you were like, when can I get back on that soccer field? Or was your mindset, will I ever be able to get back on that soccer field again? Yeah, so locally for me being a an arm injury and for the most part staying out of both major joints in the arm, my shoulder and my elbow. I I didn't have really much doubt that I would get back to playing right immediately after it happened. And I first saw my first doctor in St. Louis prior to being operated on or anything, the doctor, like, of course gave one of those movie diagnoses where he's like, Oh, I don't know if you'll ever be able to play again. And I, in the moment just didn't really think much of it. I was more worried about what was actually going on, but when I met with my doctor who did my surgery and post surgery, he's like, things are actually gonna heal up really nicely here. Uh it's gonna take some time, but you'll be able to get back to playing. And for me, then that was just what it became. It just the surgery was step one on a road to getting back on the field and getting back to training and, and lifting and doing all that stuff that I was missing the whole time that I was out. So I would definitely say my mindset was a mindset of just being driven towards a goal in an end game and knowing that however small the steps I was allowed to take was, there were still going to be steps towards an eventual end point of getting back on the field.
0: Yeah. So um, did you ever think like your recruiting time was over? Like, like since that injury happened, or did you like know that you were going to get recruited eventually, but like you didn't know when since this injury occurred?
1: Yeah, that was definitely the, I wouldn't say the most, but one of the most difficult parts of this whole injury process was I really was not set on going anywhere. Like I had a few different options. I was exploring, um, playing at a couple different schools, but I hadn't committed anywhere. I hadn't really received any like concrete um, scholarship offers that I was like set on and I was ready to go and applied and all that. And the other issue that I faced was during the fall during the spring of my junior year sorry I um sorry spring of my sophomore year so this is one year before I got hurt um spring of my sophomore year I broke my ankle and I missed that whole recruiting season I fortunately didn't have to have surgery wasn't super long injury but I missed like uh the national cup things like that that I would have had as like a great uh, recruiting tool. So I was kind of already behind the ball in that sense. And then after this happened, there was definitely moments where I was like, am I going to have to try and take a gap year? Am I going to have to go somewhere and try and walk on? Like how is this all going to pan out for me? But luckily the coaches at NIU had seen me play prior to being injured and they were able to catch a game after I had gotten back and gotten healthy and they were willing to, for lack of a better word, take a chance on me. So. I'm hoping to really have that pay off for them and let this, my time there be everything that they had hoped it would be and more. And that's what I want for myself and for the program, because the program is really, really coming along. And I think we're going to turn a corner this year. And I want to be uh, the player that they took a chance on that really ended up making a positive difference for them because like you were saying, it was uncertain for me. And I, I didn't know if there was going to be a school that was going to take a chance on me.
0: Yeah, for sure. That must have been a really good feeling when they took that chance on you after seeing you play that one game after you're healthy again. And uh, hopefully i I think, I know it will, you'll have a big impact on NIU's uh, the soccer, soccer path in the next few years for sure. So uh, going back to like, the start of your soccer career like what got you into soccer and like how old were you when you first uh, started playing
1: well I think like all little kids I started playing when I was really young it's kind of like that that staple sport for a lot of kids all over the world you know you're like six seven years old and your parents are throwing you in the the yellow and green park district tees that we are all too familiar with but um I uh, I started playing when I was really, really young, probably six or seven years old. But my whole life, I did all different types of sports. Uh, I was doing, I swam. I did a little bit of flag football. I played baseball. I played basketball. I played volleyball. I played soccer. I did everything growing up, but uh, soccer was kind of the one constant. I phased in and out of sports. I was never very good at baseball. I couldn't get the mechanics of it down right I couldn't throw right I was kind of goofy as a kid and uh, soccer I I don't know I just felt more natural to me and then maybe around age 10 or 11 I really got into playing goalkeeper I had been stuck back there honestly because I just wasn't a very good athlete when I was young and they put me back there because I loved to play and I always came to practice and always came to the games and had a good attitude but I wasn't very good on the field, so they stuck me back in goal, and I ended up really liking it and going from there. And then um, ever since then, I, I stuck through it. I played volleyball all through middle school. Uh, I ran cross country in middle school. Uh, then in high school, I played volleyball. I actually like was planning on playing basketball and last second decided not to play basketball. Then I played volleyball my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then my sophomore year, I played varsity volleyball, and I was really, like, kind of stuck at a crossroads. I was like, I think I like volleyball. I'm just getting into it, like starting to play club. Do I like volleyball or soccer more? And then I ended up ditching volleyball to really focus on soccer. And I'm happy that I did. It was a hard decision, but I think soccer just has kind of always stuck with me. and being a goalkeeper now I've been position specialized for almost 10 years and I don't think I could ever change for one for a lack of technical ability to play in other positions at the level that I want to play at but also just for a passion for the position in the game and just uh, I I, I couldn't see my life without soccer. Yeah so going off of what you just said um, I think he kind of almost answered it there but I was wondering is is volleyball was volleyball the other sport if you didn't go into soccer was volleyball going to be the sport that you were going to think about going into for college yeah definitely I um I love volleyball so my dad played collegiate soccer he's actually went to Downers Grove South um he captained the high school soccer team there about um, be like 40 years ago now um and he played soccer in college. My mom grew up in a small town in Iowa, played volleyball her whole life, actually walked on to the University of Iowa um, women's volleyball program and earned herself a scholarship, played on scholarship there. Um, so I kind of had the two sports in my in my genes, for lack of a better word and I did love volleyball. I played two seasons of club volleyball. I played high school volleyball for two years, middle school volleyball, and it really was a sport that I loved. But I think the biggest difference for me was I didn't really find success in the same way. And I'm a very success-driven person. So I saw volleyball as being something that I enjoyed a lot and like a lifetime sport but something that wasn't going to really take me super far, whereas soccer I saw as something to pursue as actually as a career and try and play professionally and start by playing at the collegiate level. So volleyball definitely was the other sport, but at the end of the day, I think that um, I was always going to end up with soccer.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about you want to play professional soccer after college. Uh, How do you plan to pursue that if you're going to
1: well uh professional soccer in the u.s is expanding a lot right now we're adding a lot of um usl teams which usl is the divisions underneath the mls so if you mls which is your first division american soccer then you have the usl championship usl one usl two and uh, USL Championship and USL One are expanding a lot and they are like professional, paid, salaried players. So there's a lot of opportunities that are opening up there for college kids. But even more so than that, I'm exploring the prospect of playing in Europe after college. Uh, I had the pleasure of going over to Portugal um, the winter break of my senior year and I played there for like two to three weeks I was there in Portugal and I was training every day with uh, sporting which is a big club in Portugal um and I think it gave me one a little bit of exposure but two kind of an insight into the level at which um the professional game is being played in Europe and how the top tier is really really high level but the tiers underneath it are certainly not an unreachable level for me. And shout out to my friend Brian Schwake, uh, who is a goalkeeper for Depaul. This past year, played his freshman season there, and then over his winter break, ended up actually going over to Scotland and signing a pro contract in Scotland. And then um, uh, my very very good friend Roman Salentano as well, who played at is playing at Indiana currently and has gotten looks from different professional clubs throughout his youth career and uh, that I am sure will also find a professional career. So I I know that um, being around and training with these guys and seeing that they're at at a higher level than me, but not at an unattainable level, uh, it really gives me uh, hope for the future and what that might hold. And uh, I think that I mean, Brian is obviously already a professional caliber goalkeeper and Roman is a top, top tier division one goalkeeper who has undoubted professional um, future for me. And just being around those guys and training with them and in teams with them for years, I know that the level that they're at and that they're going to reach is an attainable goal for me and something that with the context that we have, um, in goalkeeper coaches in the U S and overseas, that it's something that's definitely not too far fetched for me when I uh, finish up my degree here in the States.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome that you have all those connections and that you've been uh, training with those guys. I'm kind of like in the same situation with hockey, like after college, I obviously want to pursue and try to go pro. And I've, um, I've looked at, like, playing overseas in Europe as well, as long as, like, playing, as well as playing, like, in, like, the the levels, like, here, obviously, but it's, like, the same situation as you, like, the connections and, like, everything that you have, like, to, a, like, a, a team or, like, a personnel on the team, it's all, it's all there, and as long as you work hard, anything's attainable.
1: Exactly, I've always been a big believer in that, that, if you set your mind to any goal, you'll uh, you'll achieve it in due time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um what what was your favorite part about playing uh over in Portugal those like two to three or yeah, two to three weeks?
1: I think honestly, it was um well it was right after I came back from uh an injury. So it was it was a tough time in the sense of this is right after I had come back from my um Uh, like my time that I had spent off rehabbing and all that. So it it was definitely an adjustment period, but I got to go with Roman and Brian, these uh, two friends of mine and they really, it was breathtaking to see the way that they kind of integrated seamlessly into the program that they already had in place there. Uh, They were, called to play with uh, their youth academies there. And these are some of the best youth academies like in the world. And they were able to step in and play at the level that they needed to be at there. And I think that getting to see that and then getting to realize that I was training with guys of this caliber every day was was a big thing for me and was really uh, an uplifting experience. It was also cool to see the professional environment that's created there. I mean, for everything from the hours that you spend sleeping to the gym work, to the field work, to the meals, like everything is so structured because at that level, your body and the way that you perform has to be so consistently maintained at such a high level that there, there really is no room for air. And it was cool to see that level of professionalism, even with a youth academy for such a high level team.
0: Yeah, it just seems like you're, like, you were, like, in the right spot, right place at the right time, and you just – you got to learn from those guys and learn from, like, the programs that they've been working with and just, like, knowledge that you can use to help better yourself. Definitely. Uh, Other than Portugal, is there
1: another dream spot that you would love to play soccer in? Yeah, I think that playing in England would be amazing. Um, English soccer is kind of uh, a breed of its own. It's uh, it's it's really well paid leagues for the most part. Um, obviously, the lower that you get, the lower the pay goes. But I mean, just the fan bases, the support is unbelievable. And the training environments and the caliber of the players there is, is so high. I would say England. Spain, Portugal, any of those areas would just be unbelievable places to play. But I also wouldn't say that I'm opposed to playing anywhere in the world. I mean, I, I love experiencing new cultures and um, experiencing just new, new ways of life, new styles of soccer, all that. So I wouldn't say that I'm opposed to playing anywhere I, I would play in Asia I had even experienced playing in Africa if it was a door that opened up and it made sense for me. Um, Australia, Europe, anywhere in the Americas. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of doors luckily and interestingly enough, everywhere other than in the U S soccer is pretty much the main sport. So other than in the U S and Canada and maybe some islands, Soccer kind of dominates uh, the sports system, and there's a lot of teams and a lot of spots to play if you if you set your mind to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I believe like any sport you play, uh, it's all about the experiences you get to be in, all the places you get to travel, like all like the places you train. You make connections everywhere. It's just like that's all gonna help you in your uh, career.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I I couldn't agree more with the fact that it's about experience, because, I mean, for me, I, I'm I'm pursuing a degree that I I think will benefit me a lot financially, and I think I'll have time in my life to make my money later on. And if I can experience playing professional soccer and doing what as much money, I'll do. That. That and I'll give that out in a heartbeat to make money later in my life and and deal with that aspect in in a little bit more for like you said the experience because I think that experience is invaluable to get experience playing a professional sport and the brother brotherhood that you form it's just it's unmatched by anything.
0: Yeah, it's it's unmatched like you said, and um, since you're getting a degree, it's like you have something to fall back on if something doesn't work but hopefully like everything does work but at least you have that degree and that you're like you have like good financial support there
1: yeah definitely uh it it was something that factored into my decision was making sure that i was able to get a degree i put a lot of time and work into my studies throughout um elementary school obviously not really but uh, up into like high school and taking ap classes and doing all this and applying for scholarships it was important to me to make sure that i didn't let all that time become a waste and that i got a degree and i found something that i was passionate about and that would also benefit me financially so i thought that it would be in my best interest to continue to improve my soccer skills while earning a degree and then Afterwards, pursue my uh, professional career.
0: Yeah, so um, we have a few more questions for you before uh, we end this. But uh, how how do you think your first year at NIU went besides uh, for the season ending, getting cut short?
1: Luckily, men's soccer is a fall sport in the NCAA, so our competition season still went as planned. Uh, I, I did redshirt this season which was an interesting experience to say the least. Um, Not really something that I was used to doing, not playing and training, but uh, it did give me a lot of time to focus on improving my mindset and uh, improving on my body, improving my technical abilities, things like that. And we really have a great coaching staff and we had a great group of goalkeepers in the fall that, brought it every day and we were able to improve a lot and I was able to learn a lot. So I, I I think the fall as much as it was difficult during it was a valuable time for me. And I was actually able to get my debut game, our first game of the spring. Um, We got a one zero win, which was really nice. And then we never got to play any games after that because of coronavirus. But I think the soccer season went well. Obviously, I'm learning now with how long and how um, frequent the training and all that is during the collegiate season, because it really does run pretty much year-round, minus like a month for the winter. Um, There's a lot of ebbs and flows and ups and downs to a competition season and a training season, and that was something that I needed to adjust to. But I think I I understand that now, and I'm going to definitely be bringing that into me, uh, bringing that in with me to this coming uh, 2020 fall season, which we're expecting a really good season. So I'm excited for that. And schoolwork was it was manageable. It was sometimes a lot with traveling, but I was able to take some steps towards my degree, and hopefully, I'll be on track to be graduating early, which would be nice. So. I think all in all, things are going really well. I, I met a lot of great people there. I my roommate, a uh, great guy, teammate of mine. And I loved all the guys on the team. I really think that the bond that we built was super, super strong and is going to carry us really far. And I'm going to miss the seniors a lot. And even my friends outside of soccer, I, I, uh, I bond with a lot. And I'm looking forward to the rest of my time that I'm going to be spending there and, and making more memories and hopefully winning a lot of games and going from there.
0: Yeah. So what do you think's the biggest takeaway that you've learned through your first year of college, either soccer or like academically?
1: Uh, well, for soccer, I would say for any collegiate athlete, biggest takeaway from your first season, and this is coming from a red shirt. So a little bit different than some people get. My roommate, Uh, Adrian, he played almost every minute for us the whole season. Absolute stud as a freshman. Also, the other freshman that came in, we only had a small recruiting class of three guys, Luis. Again, total stud, played almost every minute for us. And they kind of had a little bit different freshman experience than me. They were able to hop into the team and really make an instant impact. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I learned is that you can make an impact while not playing. And I think that I had a locker room presence and a presence off the field or on the field during training that I don't think was ignored by the team or by the coaches. And it felt good to really still be a part of a team and be a part of a family while not contributing on the field in the same way as my uh, my fellow freshmen were. And then for not soccer, I would say I learned that just time management is so important and It may not be the fun call to stay in one night, or it may not be the fun call to get to sleep early. But uh, in the fall, our training time was before any classes. I mean, we were up. I was up before 6 a.m. some days, so I needed to get to bed in order to get sleep. Because if I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't going to perform as well in my classes or in training. So that was definitely a big skill for me. Was was really optimizing my time well and learning that sometimes you have to make the unpopular decision because it's better for the long term goals.
0: Yeah. Those are uh some great great uh things that you said and like I had the same situation where it's like time management I've learned is a huge thing in college. I'm sure you did too, Tyler. And it's like it's probably one the most important thing to do. And then like for athletics, it's just like being a good teammate, even if like you're not contributing, like you would want to, you still got to be that good teammate and support like everyone that's actually like competing and playing well. So that's like my biggest takeaway is that I got from my first two years of college and from what you just said.
1: I think that's super important for anyone that does anything that involves a team. You have to remember that. If you sign up to be on a team sport, it's team first mentality always.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you, Parker, for coming on. It was a true honor to have you on, uh, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck, especially going into hopefully going pro soon. Thank
1: you, guys. I was very happy to be here and glad to chat with you guys and catch up a little bit, and uh, uh, I would be happy to come back anytime.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely get you on soon. So we'll see you.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Parker.